Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mid-Flight Brawl once again brought to you this week by our good mates at Heaps Normal. Delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. Get to heapsnormal.com, chuck in duty-free at checkout and score yourself some free Shipping, isn't that right, Heggy? Damn straight. My uh, my boy went back to school. Yeah, chucked one in the lunchbox. I've oh. talked about this before, but I thought first day back, let's celebrate straight in the lunchbox. <laughs> let's make his bag even heavier, and it is. My wife left me with the newborn for the first time. She said, "Hey, just remember, there's breast milk frozen in the freezer." And I said, "No worries, but you know it's colder than that. Fucking icy cold heaps normal. Get that in you." Yeah, she didn't can it, did she? No, there's no on a titty. <laughs> Reserved for heaps normal. Nobody whispers triple M after sucking on a titty. Although, you know what? I'm probably incorrect there. <laughs> yeah, you are incorrect. <laughs> there's some Bevins out there doing whatever they please. But get to heapsnormal.com. They keep the lights on here at MFB HQ and uh, get around them. Do it. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the... I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How are you feeling, mate? Heroes welcome back in the house. Yeah, heroes welcome. Just uh, walk back in. My newborn took a massive shit the second I held him and then my son grabbed my hat, swung it around, smashed himself in the nose, blood everywhere. So it was a real hero's welcome. Very good. Back into the home. Very good. Somehow, I didn't ever know what to expect. I knew it was going to be hectic. If you didn't hear last week's episode, somebody at the radio station I worked at popped for the uh, spicy cough. Mm. And so uh, I couldn't safely isolate at home and keep away from my family. So like a hero, I went and booked a one-bedroom apartment in the Docklands in Melbourne and proceeded to uh, have a bloody fun 10 days by myself. Oh, sounds magic. Mm. But da- dads used to come home and just deliberately injure the children without a word. Yeah. At least you didn't do it deliberately. <laughs> well, that's what I – I don't get how like dads from back in the day whinge. Like I get it if, you know, if they had a – fucking brutal job you're working in a mine or something. But from what I gather, they didn't really do much. Like if you just come home and sink piss and watch TV and nobody can annoy you, what? Yeah. Like what are you, what's there to whinge about? Well, nothing. I mean they, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. They had it pretty good. Yeah. Houses were 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Nobody could talk back to you. 
You just drank whenever you wanted. They could do Sounds fucking like the dream. anything. There's just a heap of gratitude <laughs> chucked their way for working all the time. Yeah. Just for some reason wearing a suit to deliver papers. Always in a fucking suit. Oh, you I see, man, in, in a, they still have their trousers and a tie on while they're whippersnippering in the afternoon <laughs> after work. Whatever. That's all you had to do. Put on the slacks. Do anything. Now it's funerals, Melbourne Cup, all the magistrates. That's the only yeah. time you've seen a bloke in a suit these days. Pretty much. Oh, I think funerals would be a stretch too. I reckon you'd see a bit of high visit a funeral now. Oh, mate, a Cody funeral, you're getting a racing jacket somewhere in there. <laughs> a racing jacket over a shirt and tie. Welcome. Uh, man, my uh, my boy went back to school the other day yep. and here's a, here's a COVID rule for the ages. Um, his bag, he's got so many books, must weigh 10 kilos, just about half of mm-hmm. him. He's got to carry it home every day because uh, they're not allowed to use lockers, COVID. In it. Fuck, what? Yep, can't use your locker. That's just one of those... <laughs> Look, we're doing the right thing here. Shut up. So the kids have to carry everything all the time. Pretty good. When he said that to you, Dad, we can't use lockers, was it just a simple? Makes you think, doesn't it? Just back at him just to let him know. Pretty much. I mean, he's, he's having trouble managing the bag. Like we can't. I've got to drop him at school rather than usual unicycle, dog combo. Yep. Mm. It's like uh, what's that? What was that? The Greek myth? That the bloke that just had to push I'll the big fucking the rock, rock. Up the th- roll on the rock up. It's your kid with his school bag, <laughs> and it rolls back down again. Yeah. <laughs> Do it again. Yeah. Whole <laughs> I life. I think. I don't know if you had lockers in at school, but I man at high school, COVID would have been the nicest thing in a high school locker. We had a challenge once in year eleven or year twelve. How long could you keep food in there without oh. chucking it out? Yeah. And my mate grew flowers off his sandwich, like. Fucking who knows? Flowers. Some sort of experiment. Mold turned into like a sunflower almost. Really? That is unusual. <laughs> yeah. I thought it turned into a fungus, if anything. <laughs> well, the fungus, so. we just left it long enough. Yeah, okay. And eventually it turned around, pivoted into a flower. Oh, good on you. Bloody give give something a chance. It'll <laughs> it'll bloom. <laughs> Teachers could take a lesson from that. <laughs> COVID's got no fucking chance. Um, I'll tell you what's got a big chance is uh, mid-flight brawl continuing for infinity years because um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's anyone's clocked oh. this too. There's an article this week, quite interesting, 2021, killing it. It is over 4,000 incidents this year alone, making it- Incredible. Bigger than every other year of commercial flying combined. <laughs> So <laughs> we got in on the ground floor of Sky Grubs. I feel much. like someone that bought fucking Bitcoin in 2007. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking caning it now. Oh, someone will come along. Someone far more popular will come along next year and go, look at this groundbreaking idea. We're going to break down sky fights and then we're fucked. But anyway. Good for now. There's so many. And it's it's just going to get better because everything's obviously opening up again. Mm. I, I do feel better about the nostalgic ones. Yeah. Than uh, if they're if they're hot off the press, great, it's funny and everything. But then what? Like it's just a the same story over and over. You think, oh, I've got to find something on these bastards. Untrackable. They're still in the news. You see the great one. A few people sent us to us at a midflight brawl on Instagram. Um, the chick that just brought her own PA system on board. Oh yeah. And a microphone. Yeah, just good. having a chat about COVID. Yeah. Just telling everyone. She had like a. a Headpiece, Mike, didn't you? Madonna. Yeah, yeah. A Ricky Gervais headset. Yeah. Mate, can't be holding the mic. How long to your headset? headset I was just going to ask you exactly (laughs) that. How long until your gesticulating on stage necessitates a headset? 
couple of years, I would think. The mistake you made there was that you inhaled, yeah. whereas I just thought, hold <laughs> on, here's a this. gap. <laughs> I've got to get him. <laughs> I'll run the risk of just falling face first into the computer. <laughs> well, you'll be you'll be folding your hardback books open and signing them. You need both hands for that. You'll need a headset. <laughs> I would hire someone to hold a mic and a stand out, per, like rather oh, if I, if you need you? two hands before I get a headset. <laughs> if you need two hands for Is something, that'd yeah. look less pompous. A, a microphone slave. I'm not worried about the pomposity, just a, <laughs> like a, a child or something, someone just to hold it <laughs> at an angle. <laughs> um, the, also, the person on the uh, on the plane with the headset, um, also somebody with a fucking sky dog. On the same plane? Yeah, that chick had a, they handed her that, she grabbed her little sky dog before she got moved. Oh, right. Little dog in a in a cat box. Christ, I didn't watch that. It was right at the end there, so obviously her anxiety has been calmed somewhat by this animal. Calmed yeah. enough to bring a fucking headset on and let people know why COVID started because <laughs> we're all looking at our device. You know the problem, again, it's that thing a broken clock is right twice a day. Yep. She's saying, hey, we're not living anymore. Everybody's looking at their screens too much. Their heads are in their devices. And you go, you're making great points, yep. but it's just, you know, right train, wrong track. Fuck yeah, me. most lunatics are right about one thing, <laughs> and their mentality is, well, I was right about this. Obviously, <laughs> I'm right about everything, and away they go. Hey, on yeah. uh, completely unrelated news, I got sent something very interesting. There's a uh, there's a Luke Heggie making waves in Southern California. Wow, on the high school athletics. Oh, um, sick. Yeah, and- he just. I'm going to follow him. Very closely. Oh, he sent you something? No, he didn't. Oh. But someone, some, I assume someone who listens to this goes, hey, there's a Luke Heggie. Nominated for High School Athlete of the Week, this one. Wow. And uh, people can vote on that. Get online and have a vote on Athlete. That's how big that joint is. Yeah. 50,000 votes. Wow. Were, were spread among the Luke Heggie got 46 votes. But uh, Out of how thing, many? 50,000. Yeah. Oof. But um, Your mate. the thing that got him, got him on the on the nominated list in the first place, um, was he he did three point five sacks for oh, his gridiron team. Yeah. What is it now? I'm on board. Mm. Finally a Luke Heggie I like. I don't know. What position does he play? <laughs> I I didn't even know. I think it's gridiron, but I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, three and a half sacks. How do you get three and a half sacks? So do you know what a sack well, obviously not. It is in gridiron. It's tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the quarterback gets the ball, you tackle the quarterback before they get Back to where before they pass it, pretty much. Oh, okay. Or if they if they try and run away, if you tackle them before where that play started. Oh, okay. So he's tackled the quarter. So he's one of those big ones up the front there. Yeah, or he could be a linebacker. Oh, that's nice. The next row back. I mean, high school. It is dubious in America. If the movies and TV are anything to go by for truth, and they usually are over there, you can be about twenty three years old in high school. <laughs> so don't know what he's up to, but I'll be following. Man, I remember seeing uh, on a college football game once someone was a seventh-year senior. because was one of those rare lunatics. I think we spoke about the other week on a land larrikins, somebody that's a collegiate athlete and also at studying to be a doctor. Mm. So they're just at school for fucking ages. Oh, don't know about that. It's like a guy in his mid-20s. Yeah. Just caning kids. <laughs> oh, it's in high school still. No, 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 college. Oh, college. Normally it's four years, tops. This bloke's in his seventh year of college football. 
Yeah, right. That's how people are winning arguments these days, though. What do you mean? Like uh, online, I'm talking, saying, I think I know what I'm talking about. I was at university for 14 years. You think, well, that's too fucking long, mate. <laughs> I've, unless it's vocational, over about yeah. four, you've, yeah. you've failed a lot of shit. You shouldn't be there or you're institutionalised. Yeah, which is equally creepy. I know you're a man that almost was. Yeah. You're almost Dr. Heggie. <laughs> I fucking was. A couple of things I do want to – first of all, I'll read you this quickly, Heggie. I think you'll appreciate it. I'm not going to say who it's from mm. because this person would get in a lot of trouble. But she wrote to us again on Insta, Hey, champs, uh, recently discovered the pod, loving it, working way back through the episodes, particularly enjoy the Jaden references. Uh, this person is a child protection worker, not going to say which state, and as you might suspect, Jaden's, Braden's and Caden's are my bread and butter. They are the Huey, Louie and Dewey of child protection. <laughs> Tamika's and Nevia's, it's heaven spelt backwards, are doing a lot of heavy lifting for the girls. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! But also, I've got to ask. We're we're on Zoom today. This uh, a lot of the eps that that we're recording are now up on our uh, Patreon, um, Patreon dot com slash Midflight Brawl. Fuck! I'm getting some plugs in early. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm just wondering though, because on Zoom every time this one's not going up, but you always go to the effort of constantly changing your background. And the other week it was uh, Fritzel's dungeon. Yeah bathroom but behind you this week it does just look like a regular suburban house there's no blood it's a blue sky beautiful it's just got a garage couple of shrubs yeah uh, i'm gonna say from the it looks like a palm tree in the background and the skies are blue it's in <laughs> queensland new south wales new south wales fuck northern new south wales uh, sydney sydney oh hold on malat yeah this is the Malat residence. <laughs> Fucking yes. <laughs> now I've got it up because I'm I'm literally about to do a Zoom gig, so <laughs> I'm going to have to go, and I just like to have a different one on there each week. So you do it in, and you don't mention it. No, I don't say anything. I was at uh, John Bonet Ramsey outside John Bonet Ramsey's house, the Unabomber's cabin. Fritzl's. That's right, Unabomber's cabin. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, all right, let's get stuck in. All right, mate, let's go. All right, so uh, this episode we're looking at, if you can cast your mind back, to July 9, 1998. Ooh. Long time ago. Yes. Ah, Spirit Airlines again. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's pretty good to have, a, you know, just across the decades having grubs on board. Good effort. Oh, multiple century grubs. Um, Fort Lauderdale to Fuck Atlantic yes. City. Oh, that mm. that is the B team, Miami to Vegas. Yeah. Because Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> also Florida, Atlantic City, shitty East Coast Vegas. I've never been. I oh, want to yeah. go. I'm, I am interested. Yeah, I don't know about it. Like three three young Parkland, Florida residents got on a Spirit Airlines flight for this. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Google Parkland, Florida, and watch your day disappear. Oof. Well, first on the menu, obviously, is uh, Stoneman Douglas. Yeah, the big one. Yeah, the school shooting that knocked Columbine off its perch. Records are made to be broken, USA. Um, that was that was the one where Trump, in the aftermath, called teachers and staff to be armed and trained to reduce the risk of mass shootings at schools. Remember that? Fuck. 
brilliant. I thought they already were though, weren't they? Isn't that hasn't that been brought up for years and years and years? Oh, I thought it was relatively revolutionary of Trump to tell all the teachers to have guns. Yeah, that's more of a that's more of a um uh what's their that like a governor. Normally a governor would say that stuff, not the president. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you really go through the ranks though. Trump did he didn't get a chance to say that sort of stuff when he was governor. Never was. Um Are they known for anything good? Parkland? Governors. No, Parkland. Parkland. No. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. Good to know. No. <laughs> Nothing good's happened there. Or in Florida in general, to be honest. Not a lot. Um no, no Nobel laureates. No none of that sort of thing from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so if we go to notable notable residents, we're not going to see that in Florida. <laughs> oh, the top one will be um, Hulk Hogan, man. It'll be professional wrestler, NASCAR driver, actor, actor, singer, professional school wrestler, shooter. NFL player, school shooter. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe one of our passengers in the future. Will be on that list. Twelve-year-old uh, Jarrett Liebman <laughs> and his sisters Maxie, M-A-X-I, and Ashley. Sorry, sorry, please again. I know. So Jarrett, did you say Jarrett? Yes. Yep. Maxie and Ashley. Can I have a guess for bonus points? The spelling of Ashley. Yeah, you can, but it's a biblical spelling. E Z <laughs> Y L I Ashley. No, no, it's the one. It's as in Madison. Um, makes you think, doesn't it? As names go, though, for 1998, that is that's pretty good. Wouldn't turn heads mm. now, but that's nearly a quarter of a century ago. Pioneers, the Liebmans. Yeah, that kid. He'd be about your age now, and his name's Jarrett. Two T's. <laughs> Would he would it be my age or would it be them celebrating the anniversary of Jarrett? <laughs> Find him on Facebook and it's just remembering Jarrett. Um, I haven't found them though. But uh, the Liebman kids, they're on this plane, 12, 10 and 9, unaccompanied, off to see their grandmother in Atlantic City, home of the Miss America pageant. I'm, I'm always obsessed by this because uh, – it's a that's a Jewish surname, and I've never yeah. seen a bogan start like a bogan first name Jewish surname. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hulk Leibowitz, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden Goldberg. It just it doesn't happen. No, it's uh, not much. Well, maybe they want to get into sport. Never been into sport that much, have they? You don't see Israel at the Olympics, really. And uh, I don't know. Sports people have to have shit names. Who was it? Who was the swimmer? The American, Mark Spitz. Is that it? Oh, Mark Spitz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was Jewish, no? Yeah, yeah. Cleaning up. You got me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Forty years ago, they had one. So yeah, you're right. Uh, anyway, they're off to Atlantic City, which, as I said, is home of the Miss America pageant. And um, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, most interesting side story about. Concerning Atlantic City, discounting Bruce yeah. Springsteen's song, obviously it's um, it's that the board game Monopoly supposedly originated here, and the first version had Atlantic City streets on it, complete with misspellings. Wow! 
Um, what happened here was Charles Darrow, yeah, the American inventor of the board game Monopoly, and by American inventor I mean the heater salesman who stole the idea off a woman, passed it off as his own, patented it, made millions. Boss, um, the American dream, much like the bloke, oh, the Macca's thick shake bloke. Yeah, it's all American dreams. Um, the original inventor, a woman called Lizzie Magie, was an anti-monopolist and made up two versions of the landlord's game, one to show how wealth can and should be distributed and the much more popular one to showcase how greed and capitalism is not that great for everyone. <laughs> but uh, you know what she got? Obviously, it was much more popular. That one's what people want. But you know what she got for her efforts? Fuck all. I'll give it to you if you tell me what she got. How much money? Yep. $400. Oh, nah, 500 Oh, fuck, I knew it was clip, man. I almost got you because there's an episode of The Dollop where they spoke about it and uh, I was trying to remember the exact amount. Oh, right. Fuck, I wish that was one of the million-dollar ones. Yeah, I mean, she got 500 bucks, which is, you know, that's not oh, too bad the for the 19th. Hey? Back in the day. Yeah, for a 1930s woman. Yeah. Not bad at all. Five hundred. She's the fucking Gina Reinhardt. Probably, probably earned herself a pat on the head from Darrow as well. <laughs> the millionaire. Yet another American dream fulfilled. Everyone's a winner. Do you reckon uh, he's given her the five hundred and said, "Buy yourself something nice." Yeah, probably. Toots. Toots. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how toots is spelled. Is it T double? No, that's toots. Is it T O? It is spelt spelt toots. Oh, it is spelt toots. Okay. Yeah. As in the Maytals. I've never written it out before. I know that's what you put in your wife's birthday card, but I myself have never <laughs> spelt it out. <laughs> 500. Um, it's, uh, anyway, that's where these little unsupervised Bevan kids are off to. Spend some QT with the grandmother. Um, oh, how good so, is a grandma living in Atlantic City? Mm, fucking hell. Yeah. There's a... Uh, there's a documentary, a Louis Theroux one on gambling in Vegas, and there's just a, like an old woman who ended up buying a house in Vegas just so she can play the pokies. Yeah, which... I saw it. <laughs> and that was her friends and her family sort of thing was yeah. her getting free fucking popcorn or something. Really made yeah. her day as she pumped millions Yeah, she, and I don't think she was drinking doing it. No. Now, I understand, like if you're playing high stakes poker or blackjack, you know, you need to keep your wits about you because, you know, you are dealing with probability. But if you're playing the pokies, you're already in a chair, just slumped down. Yeah, not according <laughs> to wins, tips and tricks that I've been looking at. <laughs> By the way, moves. the best. that We spoke about it a long time ago, that page, pokies, tips, wins and tricks. Mm. I think I figured out it's about 50-50 people that take it seriously and shit stirrers. Yeah. It's great. And there's more shit stirrers going in now. Like, just add fucking 20 cents left to my name, put it in, one ten grand. Yeah. And people underneath, like, fuck off, cunt. And they've clearly <laughs> just stolen footage of somebody else winning on the puckies. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> um, anyway, they get on the plane, these kids, without incident. I assume the staff make a big fuss over them as they're unaccompanied. Nothing like a child, let alone one who's. Annoying parents aren't with them to make a flight attendant go all gooey, is there? Um, They're generally up the back, thankfully, near the shitter. Yeah. The airlines do do that. They keep them as far away from people as possible, <laughs> row 30. Yeah. 
you'd have to be somewhat of a grub to put your kid unaccompanied on a flight if he's if they're dickheads. Like if they're dickhead kids, you think, no, nah, I'm not doing that to everyone else, but not everybody thinks that way, obviously. Have your kids ever flown unaccompanied? No. Yeah. Oh, of course, you're not divorced. Yeah. But um, <laughs> if I get divorced and move to Perth, yes, they'll do it all the time once I get a mining job. Your dream. Yeah. <laughs> Rio Tinto on your fucking vision board. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a Macca's – I'd heard about that, but I just thought it was a myth. that I saw a Macca's car park handover the other day. Oh, great. And there was one dad, like the dad was a bloke, I reckon late 30s, still trying to hold on to a fucking 80s rocker look. Great. Like metal jacket and the fucking chains and, you know, let's stick it in. Let's stick it to the man by meeting in the car park of one of the biggest corporations in the world. Yes. <laughs> and the and the mum clearly had those vibes but had toned it down a lot since becoming a parent. Oh, well, imagine what happens. So there was just maybe a, a, a purple fringe left and one too many earrings. Yeah. But nowhere near the fucking caricature that the dad was. Like imagine that, like the dad's taking the kids for brekkie at Macca's, <laughs> put him in the mum's car, she just drives around the block, comes back, same Macca's, has lunch <laughs> there, treat the kids. Um, I, that's exactly what I'd do. If I was dropping kids off, they are getting pancakes with maple syrup. Yeah. Well, before, see you, mate. <laughs> Enjoy. If you're the kind of person doing it, you, you're not going to return kids to your ex with full stomachs, are you? Oh, yeah. It's a waste, waste of coin. It's like like handing over a baby with a shit in the nappy. You know, <laughs> sorry, I've got to go. Look after him. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. You know who the kids are sitting right in front of on this plane? It's only Celeste Keenan, a dancer from Pompano Beach. They do love to dance in Florida. And when you say dancer, is this is this a like a showgirl's big feather on like the big feather? What are those things called? Like the big head headdress? You know, the showgirls? Dan, 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 dan. Yeah, uh, it's more that. It's not the sort of dancing you go to most weekends, where you tuck money oh, yeah. into young women's <laughs> garters and Reg Grundies. No, it's it's more <laughs> the other sort. Um, a lot of salacious accusations so far this episode. <laughs> it's a real you're this, now fuck you, you're that. Yeah. <laughs> so Celeste Keener, right, she was being groomed to be a rockette, which is a precision dancer, perhaps one day climbing the dizzying heights of performing at the Macy's Thanksgiving Spectacular or the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. Yeah. Or if she was lucky... Maybe she would have gotten to do the Trump inauguration. But uh, for that one, a bunch of rockets decided to sit that one out, citing feeling uncomfortable being around a man like that in their dance costumes, hashtag take a knee, ladies. Um, who knows, though, because Celeste's uh, online presence is quite sparse, so it's unclear if she made it to the top. It's got to be one of the hardest things to turn a buck in, doesn't it, dancing? Yeah, and especially like big team Dancing, like if you're, oh yeah, if you're solo or in a pair, and you can go to the Olympics, but there's no, the Olympics is even that Rockefeller Plaza. Yeah, it's some. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm talking contemporary ballet, jazz, etc. A lot of young kids, particularly girls, not always. Eh? boys can dance too. I think you're fine, Nick. But um, Ooh. they they just invest so much time and money in things like dancing as kids. I know it's not all return on investment ROIs, but they'd be. 
must be one in a million Fuck. who end up make a living. You're not sitting in the parenting chat slash board meetings I hold in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Piano, get fucked. Besides Billy Joel, no one's making cash on it. Yeah. Next. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> I mean, you joke about that. There's a lot Elton of parents John. who just yeah. look up the stats and go, righto, tennis and golf. I'm going to force one to play tennis. I'm going to force one to play golf. I'm going to be an absolute prick to both of them. Golf, I understand, because at least you can do it with your kid. You know what I mean? You could go out there and play with him. Yeah. Yeah. There's no fun drinking tennis, you know? Well, no. Swimming's the worst. Cricket's the worst. My son wanted to play. He's, there, was, there, must have, there was an episode of Bluey you saw that had cricket on it, and he said, Dad, maybe play cricket. I said, nah, mate, it's all finished. I don't do it anymore. All right. Just shut that down <laughs> real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Not wasting my weekends. Get fucked. What are you, are you going to try? See, the more ambitious parents are picking stuff based on how much money their kid's going to make them later on and then pay it back to therapists afterwards, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, get to the top of something. Heaps of I'm cash. not like that at all. They could, he could make heaps of cash in cricket, go play in that India Premier League. Yeah. Bang. I mean, you're looking more short term. Mm. You don't want to spend eight hours. You'd rather have a sp- like sprinting, 10 seconds, drop your kid off, 10 seconds later they're back in the car straight to Maccas. <laughs> if they're good, probably 12 seconds. Don't even need to find a park. Yeah. Just get out. <laughs> Mate, I'm just doing laps of the car park. <laughs> uh, um, Sorry, we joke about that. I just remember the sport your son plays. Yeah. You've really gone the, I don't give a fuck if it's. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there, there might be cash in that. Who knows? Could be a move for the future. No, there'd be no cash in it. Fun though. That'll be back next week, I think. I'm hoping. Be like if my son said he wanted to get into harness racing. Well, it's a little bit different. But yeah, your son would be able to do it now. But then when he grows into a normal sized person, it's over. Yeah, when he's heavier than him in three weeks' yeah. time, he'll be yeah. out. <laughs> out on his ass. Well, that is like that whole sport was just invented for fat jockeys, wasn't it? The one where you sit on a little trailer behind the horse. Don't know. That's harness, isn't it? I think they could have ciggies. They can. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not big men, but they're, they're fatter than normal jockeys. When you say fatter, 62 kilos. Yeah, that's big for a jockey. <laughs> that's massive. Um, man, a rockette, if you make it there, there's only a handful of them, maybe 30, 40 rockets at, at one time. Um, they only pull about 40K a year. Jesus. And they can't do it forever. It's like the Globetrotters. Yeah, that's a, that's a shit existence. Anyway, whatever. Follow your dreams, everyone. Um, <laughs> Pompano Beach, where mm. Celeste's from, that's also an old haunt of Nicholas J. Cruz, oh. Stoneman Douglas school shooter. Oh. Life really is a circle, isn't it? It's uh, 
same same initials as you, this bloke, as does the uh, Newcastle Jockey Club, illustrious company, NJC. Ah. You, Jockey Club, school shooter. It's a G. We'll find some more. Don't worry. (laughs) So the dancer. Life really is a circle, much like the exit wound of those hollow points. (laughs) Celeste gets on the plane, right, takes a seat, and there's a a foul odour emanating from the back of the MD-80. And this was the this was the stretch version of the McDonnell Douglas 80, as it could seat 164, not the 130 that God intended. Um, hold on. Don't tell me there's a stretch version of a plane that goes from Florida to Atlantic City. Yeah. It's <laughs> the only pink plane in the sky, the stretch MD-80. Oh, yeah. I mean, after, after the last wow. couple of... Years reading articles. I don't reckon I'd get on a Douglas, let alone one that's been modified. Like it's how many stretch limos have you been in? Do you reckon? I reckon two. Yeah. Did you feel safe? Well, you wouldn't know. You maggot. Like you, <laughs> it's. <laughs> well, you mentioned it. The last time I was in one, it was in Las Vegas with uh, our mate Milan, yeah. whose friend took us to the world's largest strip club. Of course, life really is a circle. Yeah. <laughs> It's where Sloss and I, because we hate Daniel Sloss, he hates strip clubs as well. We pretended to be a gay couple to be left alone, but all that happened is that a whole group of dancers came over and spoke to us. Oh, yeah. I mean, they stretch limos. Anything stretch, it's going to develop structural issues over time. It's like a sausage dog. You can't tell me they're safe. It's like, you know, any bloke over seven foot. Yeah. (laughs) Great Danes, same size ticker. Body's too long. Oh, yeah. They're not living long. Seven feet, man. Great Danes. <laughs> Similar sort of mileage you're going to get there. No letter from the Queen. Happy 100th, you fucking big unit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Um, plenty of incidents involving the MD-80. The uh, first one was the biggest. It was uh, That was in Corsica, where I've incidentally spent a few weeks. Beautiful place. Although it wasn't so picturesque on December 1, 1980, when oh, what's happened? a Douglas MD-80 ploughed into Mount St. Pietro while in a holding pattern for landing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even check. Anyone get out? Didn't need to. I mean, oh. that day someone had to issue 180 white sheets with eye holes cut out of them. <laughs> Much like if you get off a plane in Hawaii, you get a lay. Yeah. (laughs) There's your white sheet, welcome. Your white sheet with the holes cut out, welcome. Yeah. I mean, there's also also famously the the MD-80, the Northwest Airlines one in Detroit, which Mm. clipped a light pole and crashed onto a road. Well, clipped is better than ploughed. Wow. Hopefully. The clip was just the first thing. It's like the trip and then the fall. <laughs> the um, wobble. That one sent 156 souls expressed to paradise. <laughs> but. But, hold on, bit of good news. It was a miracle because it could have been 157. One survivor on that hold was. On. Uh, Pilot. F- no. Oh. No, it wasn't. It was uh, four-year-old Cecilia Chichan. Four-year-old. Uh, 
bendy bones yeah. on those kids. Yeah, that can do anything. Probably asleep. When she was told in her hospital bed of her family being gone forever. Oh, fuck. God, that's grim. Yeah. You know what she said? I'll give you a million dollars. Can I guess? Yep. Woo! <laughs> no. Look who's having cake for brekkie. Oh, no. Nah. Well, you're not far off, actually. She, she said, can I have a chocolate milkshake? Fuck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that That's one of those stories that later on in life, if they become an addict or something, you go, yeah, it just really affected me, the loss of my parents in a plane crash when I was four. Yeah. You go, hold on a sec, just going to read you your quote back. Yeah. <laughs> can I have a chalky milk? So... Obviously, Don't blame it on that. Yeah. Obviously, she didn't get many from her parents in those first four years. Um, Celeste, though, our hero, the dancer, to uh, combat the foul smell, she started spraying cologne around the cabin. That's never worked. Like, nah. You could empty a can of Lynx onto a turd until it turns white. Just makes it worse. The only thing is fire. <laughs> Matches, you know, he's not gonna. You can't get rid of those sorts of smells by attacking it with perfume. Um, That'd be a good reason for using a match on a plane. Is someone farted? Yeah. The, the the flight attendants are like, just give me one sec. I'll just check with the pilot. It fucking stinks back here. Yeah. We'll just do it. Two cheeky matches. That'll s- settle it. I've always I've always enjoyed going to someone's house and they've got the, you know, the just just Ma- realistic <laughs> enough to leave a box of matches on the system. I mean, fucking good on you. That's you don't see it much anymore. People will consider yeah. that crass. I just think it's honest. Um, my um, at my place, yeah, we've got that. You know, like toilet spray, but again, uh, just a lavender shit or lavender. Usually, it's that orange one. What do you mean? It's one that, that smells brand. smells like orange. No, it's orange power. Or Citrus. Yeah, yeah, That's, doesn't yeah. work. The only way to truly beat it is flush while you shit. Yeah, hard to do. Like before before it before it even hits the water. You've got to you almost put your shoulder out, reaching back there. Always sit the other way. But it's <laughs> it's like a head-on collision. <laughs> the toilet water has to come and meet the shit. Well, you want to be quite precision dancer to pull that off. Um, Six-month rookie flight attendant Angelique Paluzzi asked Celeste to stop spraying perfume in the cabin, and f- and for her troubles. Angelique got cussed at. Yeah, what's going to happen? South of about 37 degrees latitude, it's called cussing in America. <laughs> Guns and wash your mouth out with soap, orders of the day. So no details really, just generic cussing. Well, I, I was expecting full-on scrag fight when you've got an Angelique versus a Celeste. <laughs> in 98, this is... that'd be upper class <laughs> in now. 98. <laughs> be slapping each other with a white glove. That's the president and vice president. Yeah. <laughs> 2028. Anyway, the um the Liebman kids, they're in front of Celeste, oblivious as children are to what's going on around them. Uh moving about in their seats, can't sit still, a lot of them. Um pre iPad rough. Yeah, fucking not weren't weren't around 98. 37 year old Celeste was probably tired from all that dancing and didn't want to deal with children who potentially had worms. So she yelled at them to stop moving, and they did. Uh, Love it. Not long afterwards, she fell asleep with her feet propped up against the seat in front of her, Jarrett's seat. Poor move, that. Yeah. So 12-year-old Jarrett 
had a severe case of the fidgets. We've all had that. I know adults who get it. Like, you know, they've shaken their leg through an entire meal like a fucking addict, those types. <laughs> it's f- <laughs> so difficult to be around, aren't they? Like I, um, fidgeters. A fidgeter, yeah. I, like I remember being a child though, obviously, and checking out everything available in terms of buttons, levers and switches and shit. Yeah. Like that's what kids do and that's exactly what's happened here. Jared hasn't bothered to monitor Celeste's polyphasic sleeping patterns and uh, just as she's drifted off, he pressed a button, didn't he? The seat went back and woke the beast. Oh, no. Yeah. I, um, Legs all right? She was fine. Look her. Not hard enough to, because I've done that on a flight. There was a, I think I spoke about flying with our mate Bart to the UK mm. and there was a kid who must have been, I reckon, 10 or 12 behind me who just kept kicking the seat. And uh, I told the dad, but uh, from a place where he just goes, whatever. Yeah, that's not that's not my di- that's not my issue. The mother deals with this. Yeah, of course. And she didn't. So I gave him three chances. He just had his legs straight out, knees locked against the back of the seat. Sick. But my full body weight is stronger than a child's legs. You break. And uh, <laughs> I fucking, it was a big yelp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but full respect to the parents for just going. Nah. Yeah, I don't know. You fucking kick this chair. Usually they turn and decide they do care about their kid then. But uh, good on them for letting you assault <laughs> their on. child. Can't, can't join the game this late. Yeah. Bullshit. Oh, man. I, I know I know, 12-year-olds are stupid, but I imagine the immediate sentiment was, why'd you wake her up, dickhead? Like she was, you know, mm. like when someone comes to your house and wakes up a sleeping baby through ignorance or stupidity, same result. Oh. Um, this time, Keenan said they must have come up a bit in latitude, left the deep, deep south at this stage because I got the quote. It said, uh, shut the fuck up, you little shit. Wow. Yeah. Cussing. Bit of high-level cussing there. Mm. That's, uh, and then she pulled her knees to her chest and kicked hard at the seat. Uh, yeah, fire with fire. Oh, this is where all that dance training came in because she snapped the seat onto Jarrett, oh. trapping him underneath. Man, dance is a... Fucking strong. Yeah. Looks like hard work. They're walking around on their tippy toes and stuff. I couldn't do that. I'd have broken toes. Just say that to them. Tippy toes. You on your tippy toes all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the I don't know the what's the name? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the official term. I watch actual sports. Probably toes. Um <laughs> Flight attendant Paluzzi. Uh she came to comfort the children and move them to another seat. The, uh, the two girls were beside themselves and each other. Hysterical they were, the two young girls, nine and ten. Uh, f- yeah. Flight must have been full because if it was, surely the perp has to sit in the broken seat. Yeah. Like wiping a dog's nose in a misplaced turd to remind them. Yeah. It's going, no, that's where you are now. Anyway, I can't find Paluzzi. Maybe she changed her name. A lot of women do that when they're getting married. Um, other flight attendants, they – they took statements from the passengers nearby, and this diligence is what sunk Celeste in the end. Did you Google knee Paluzzi? Yeah, I did all that. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. Knee. Always found that one. <laughs> it's not <laughs> knee. It's nay. Oh, is it? Well, yeah. there you go. Um, <laughs> hold on. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> you know when you've just seen a word forever? Never heard it read out? Yeah. There you go. 34 years of, of age learning something. Yeah, right. I think might find a 34-year-old. Oh, of course says, I know it's nay. I'm a fucking idiot. Mm. There's no K in front. Yeah, that's true. Um, Celeste gets to Atlantic City 
And pretty much immediately, what do you reckon her status was? Oh, hold on. <laughs> status arrested. Oh, no. <laughs> was it Ronnie Coleman? Was he there just flexing on stage? Could have been. Slash being a cop? Yeah, I don't know. She, um, she got charged. Ronnie Coleman. I've got to watch the rest of that. Good times. Oh, it's good. She got charged in New Jersey and was facing six months in prison for the offences. Um, what did the kids get? For kicking a kid, yeah. She, she said she was trying to free a trapped foot from under the seat, but witnesses weren't having that. They saw the whole thing. Oh, so dobbers. Instead of the six months you or I would have received, she got three months house arrest and 200 hours non-children-related community service and $16,000 in fines. That's it. So Whoa, 16 grand is a... That's a lot of dosh. Yeah, on a dancer's wage, that's heaps. It's a couple of nights down at the club. Um, House arrest? Mm. How long? Three months. Yeah. She's also banned from flying spirit, whatever. Uh, hey, you can, hey, you've got to do some community service, not with kids, and you can't fly spirit again. Thanks. If it was spirit, I would have said good chance that seat was already fucked. Oh, yeah. Like, I know. How do you know it was me? She's obviously quite strong, but if you can, as a human, just kick a seat down, it's not. They need new seats. Um, <laughs> wonder if anyone gave out any house arrest sentences in circa 2020 slash 21. So that'd be a good time to get it. Like we were saying recently, if you're going to do some time, now it's not too bad. Yeah, I'm doing some right now. Bit of ISO, bit of hotel ISO. Fine. Oh, yeah, you poor thing. Um, <laughs> One of the girls, maybe Maxie, maybe Ashley, don't know, testified that Celeste, during the flight, she said she was going to kill the kids and sue the parents. Wow. Mm. I don't know if she meant that in the same thing, like if you're yeah. going to sue them because, <laughs> look, I've just killed your kids. To top that, I'm going to sue you because I had to kill them. I don't know if that it works. I don't know. Anyway, she didn't do either of those things, though. She also, She also... Didn't end. It wasn't even her who kicked the twelve-year-old seat onto him. Oh, you're kidding me! Mm. Who was it? It was undiagnosed bipolar disorder, as well as manic depression. Fuck! Double trouble. Yeah, the uh, the kid's dad, right? Scott Liebman. I found him. He's co-owner of a trophy shop. So she's brought on board the emotional support black dog. Yeah, she has, and uh, diagnosed herself. Well, undiagnosed, she said. So you know, it's like me or you. She's got, I've got a lot of undiagnosed stuff. Tell me which one I need to get through this court case. <laughs> um, I wonder if there is a, if there are doctors. You know, you see in movies like a mob doctor. Someone gets shot, and they take them to the mob doctor. who opens up the surgery at fucking two a.m. to take the bullets out, so there's no trace of what's happened. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a mo- that version of a psychologist. Of course there is. You can just turn up and say, help. Oh. I did this. Why? Yeah. It's called a fucking, in Florida or Atlantic City, it's just called a doctor. <laughs> fucking turn up with a pocket full of cash, you get what you want. <laughs> fucking America, mate. Notice you've got a house, arre- house arrest uh, anklet on. That looks like it must really hurt your leg. Here's 500 oxys. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the dad, he's, he's the co-owner of one of my favourite types of shop, a trophy shop, and I've always loved them because it's oh. just an industrial estate staple. 
So <laughs> busier these days more than ever, I reckon, our trophy shop. Handily located directly across from a 7-Eleven and only metres from a Krispy Kreme outlet. Beautiful. His trophy shop and a Walmart super centre. Donut trophy gun. Same trip to the shops. Pretty good. The ultimate. You reckon town planners have to put that in place? Like when they're zoning a new suburb? Go, all right, how many trophy shops yeah. do we have here? How many schools are there? You'd have to, you can't just have three trophy shops, you know, in a strip mall. Oh, like your Scott Liebmans of the world must be rubbing their palms every time the door chimes go off at Ampros Awards and Trophies. Hello, Scott. We're running, we're hosting a running race. There are 60 kids in it. Okay, how many trophies do you need? Well, 60, obviously. <laughs> it's 2021. Um, Problem is going to school in the States, though, not all around for year 12 to get those awards that late. No, you've know? you got to get them, get them early. I mean, I never received a trophy as a kid, and I know you got your fucking gridiron trophy you're still very, yeah. very proud of. A bunch of footy ones, yeah. Despite being all up one me. of only about 20 kids in Australia who played gridiron. Um, yeah. Did make it easier. Um, they're all in here, by the way. I'll show you after. I brought them into ISO with me. Yeah. To remind myself that I was the champ. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my spirits up. <laughs> I thought when I was a kid, I thought, no, it's fair enough. I don't deserve trophies. I wasn't a natural athlete. I think I think I got one once for student of the week or some shit when I was about seven. Oh, yeah? Took it home for the weekend, displayed it at the house, had to give it back Monday. That's about it. Oh, wow. Mm. Like the NRL grand final trophy. Yeah. You don't get it forever. <laughs> you didn't break it. Yeah. Didn't do a fucking Mad Monday, Student of the Week Mad Monday. <laughs> oh, man. I've, I've had a, a look at Anpros Awards and Trophies in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, they continue now with over four decades of meeting all your trophy needs, particularly if your trophy needs are those heavy blocks of glass with your name and yearly sales figures etched into them. Those are the saddest ones, aren't they? The worst. Adult trophies. Oh, man. They also- Oh, sorry. I say that. You've you got some for comedy. I apologize. Well, yeah, I have actually. Those glass ones, yeah. <laughs> Ampros, they also specialize in making trophies for which sport? I'll give you the contents of my bank account if you get it right in three guesses. So what is it? It's a particular sport. Yeah, they seem to flog off a lot of trophies for this. For one sport. Mm. Florida. <laughs> Lacrosse. No. Beach volleyball. No. Uh, I'm just going to throw one out. Badminton. No. Fuck. I like the cut of your jib. It's uh, <laughs> fantasy football. Fantasy. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> You play that, don't you? No. Oh. I have done in the past, yeah. Have you? Fuck. I've played it, yeah. <laughs> but I played it. You just pick a team at the start of the year, just leave it. Come back, see what happens. Oh, okay. No, I think there's more to it than that. But uh, anyway, you'd have to do more work than that to get a trophy. There's big draft days and shit. There was a TV show, quite funny, called The League, all about that, about like four dads who had their own fantasy team. Yeah. Good blokes. Great, happy all, men. All knockabout. Knock about mm. lads. Ragtag bunch of misfits getting the fuck out of their houses one night a week. Um, Mate, I can tell you what, if you get a night out, that's what that's what's happened to me now. I, I really consider, I told you, I don't know, my wife, the mother's group, 
that she met. They're all still mates and they'll catch up. Mm. But there's been a time, a couple of times where the dads, like the partners, will all meet up together. And then about 10 minutes in, we realize, hold on, if we're all together, that means we've got free time. Fucking, we're out. See, boys, no one's hanging around. No, absolutely not. If I've got a spare night, not wasting it, going, who do you think will be the best wide receiver this week? Oh, yeah, Christ. Also, there aren't dad's groups for a fucking reason. Like, if the only thing you have in common <laughs> is that you've procreated, then fucking <laughs> go back to your actual friends. Fuck <laughs> off. Um, I know you do it too, but like displaying trophies around your joint. That's <laughs> like especially celebrating how many units you've shifted or something or how many, you know, how you yeah. want a fantasy. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah. That's a brand of corporate gig I sometimes do. Oh. It's like sales award nights and stuff. Terrible. Fuck, they are brutal. I oh, did yeah. stand up once, a 20-minute spot somewhere in Sydney. I think it was at the casino, the Star Casino and it was for some builder's awards night. I thought, well, how many awards could there possibly be? Oh. And I, they said, we don't know the exact time yet, but you'll be on between the 45th and 50th award. Yeah. You go, fuck. Yeah. It's oh, grim. No. Everyone's got a speech nightmare. When I was working oh. on boats, I actually, I've still got a couple of big plates that I stole Salesman <laughs> of the Year awards. <laughs> like a. <laughs> so I just had to take it. It was a, like a, you know, boat fucking luxury Sunseeker boats I just took a couple of plates big plates <laughs> put a cake on them um, anyway I can't, I can't wait until you go and I I, uh, I bid for your fucking storage unit oh yeah a storage wars episode about Heggy's storage unit <laughs> <laughs> there's some interesting stuff in there um, a couple of trophies a body yeah the the Liebman family right they didn't get sued by Celeste Keenan in fact quite the opposite the uh Liebmans uh, sued her for traumatising their children. Well, well, well. Yeah, who they say is still haunted by the incident like a year later. This is his quote, Scott. You can't get even as a parent, said Father Scott, 39, but this is the only way to get even for my children. Good old revenge. <laughs> Not even pretending your motives have any semblance of altruism. Like it's Nothing will help my children stop having nightmares about the woman on the plane, but some cash for me. Will go some way toward healing them. I'll get them a trophy. Good deal. Um, Fuck it, L. Yeah. Celeste, in the aftermath, Celeste got some treatment for her manic depression. I love the switch over too. The kids acting like the bogan first name at the start of the story. Mm. And then, you know, we know the rest. Trophy dad brings it home. Celeste got treated for her manic depression. Thank goodness. It's unclear if she needed to bother getting diagnosed with the bipolar she'd assigned herself during the court hearing after receiving her sentence for physically assaulting a child, she thought, oh, I was, you know, won't need to get actually diagnosed. I'll just leave it with mine. <laughs> Better safe than sorry, though, I reckon. Yeah. Better to go one extra mental illness than coming in ill-prepared. Oh, for sure. Sorry, mate, I get, I get sweaty palms occasionally. So you drunk drove into a bus. Fuck, mm. it's not going to cut it, is it? It's exactly the same reason cops charge people with 27 offences just to, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your mates. Bloody subscribe wherever you listen. Leave a comment. Leave a review. We do appreciate it. Get on at Mid-Flight Brawl 
on Instagram or send us a message, midflightbrawlpod at gmail.com. We've got a Patreon as well, patreon.com slash midflightbrawl for extra episodes and content. Heggy, you got gigs coming up, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm back doing pub gigs. I'll be on at the Comedy Sick. Store very soon. Um, Great. Probably around about when this comes out, I think, next week or so. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, jump in. If you're in Sydney, Sweet. go out to see some live comedy. I'll be back out and about soon. But until next week, boy. See you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 